It's me, Tony Sindelar, convening another session of Batman University. Uh, today, we have a returning scholar to Batman University. Uh, you might recognize her from her, her many appearances across uh, various incomparable podcasts, or her, does it still count as new? Newish? New podcast on Relay FM. It's Aline Sims. Hi, Aline. Hi. I think it's it's still pretty new. Yeah, you're like seven in, so that's 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 like nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, although it is every other week, so, you know, you got to do some math to figure out. And then, like, I don't know, carry the one, do the equation of what new is. It gets a little complicated. Your podcast is only as old as you feel, so, you know. And oh, I, and I know it's really old, oh, Tony. Okay. Well, because I knew you were working on that for a long time before uh, we actually got to see episodes of it. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, the audience experience to it is not is, is brief and short and sparkling compared to the probably months and weeks that you you were working on it before it before we even knew it was a thing. Right. For sure. It was like six months that we were figuring it all out. So it took a while. It, that it is wasn't a, long, a quick process. That's a long time. That's not how we it do was things here at Batman University where we just, <laughs> you know. Just, it just happens. It just comes together. Uh, in well, the I mean, when you have magic. Yeah. Yep. So, and in fact, uh, speaking of how uh, kind of uh, unprofessional and not even uh, sticking to our total premise here at Batman University, uh, Aline, when I when you volunteered to come back on this episode, uh, you said, uh, is there any particular episode that you would like me to pick? And instead of saying, oh, the whole premise is based around a guest picking and forcing you to pick an episode, I named an episode I wanted to talk about. So, so, so Tony, tell me why you wanted to talk about well, this particular episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is that what's happening? Oh, no. Um, you you recognize the episode, so you went along with it. So I did. We're, we're yeah, both, it's a good both, one guilty in breaking the, the premise of the, uh, the podcast here. Uh, and this is a really great episode. Uh, the episode that I guess I picked that you agreed to talk about uh -huh. was The Man Who Killed Batman, um, which I've seen several times now and just recently watched again. And I had forgotten how much I like this episode. And this is, you know, I, I go back and forth and I look at the episode of like, or my list of the 10 best episodes that I gave uh, that I made Jason Snell watch for when we did the Incomparable episode, and it's mm -hmm. like how how did this not get on that that list? Because I like this episode a lot. Um, it is it is a good episode for several reasons. Like it's a departure from kind of the normal Batman view of things, right? It's one of the more villain centric things. But not only that, it's also someone we've never. I don't think. Nope. This is like his one and only, like the one shot mm -hmm. in the series. And so it's kind of fun to just have that that appear that uh shift in perspective and also um a one shot character. Like it's not necessarily someone we're super invested in. So we get to learn about how this world is bigger than our normal experience of it might indicate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we've talked about Batman without Batman several times on the podcast, and this is probably like Batman without Batman at its finest. Uh, because the premise of this episode, if you haven't already guessed or haven't watched it recently, uh, is that a uh, basically a gangster type character. Uh, it appears to have spoiler: Batman's not actually dead. The show continues for many episodes after this, uh, but basically appears to have killed Batman and receives credit in the Gotham criminal underworld for having killed Batman. And that kind of turns his life upside down. And it's a pretty funny episode too, uh, because the, uh, the, the hoodlum that gets basically 
takes the claim of being the toughest toughest man in Gotham is basically the most pathetic gangster you could imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, who, and so that's it's played for a lot of humor. Um, so the the uh, the episode basically kind of opens with uh, this character kind of running through the rain, and there's a there's a newspaper that he like steps on that says "Batman slain?" question mark um, You know, Batman is missing, and he arrives at uh, Rupert Thorne's fancy mansion, and the the episode is. Uh, basically him talking about what has happened to him in the last, I don't know, 48 hours or so uh, in his crazy life. (laughs) Well, and even before we get that far, like just the opening, like the title card is like him standing in shadow in just like these two big, I don't know, emoji eyes Mm -hmm. poking out. And I was like, that's kind of cute. Like, I'm sorry, you know, guy who wants to be a big time gangster, but that's pretty freaking adorable. Mm hmm. Um, so his name, his name is Sydney. Uh, his, his full name is Sydney Debris. I, I don't know how often his last name gets said, uh, but Sydney, who will become, uh, Sid the Squid will become his criminal nickname once he's worthy of a nickname. And I just, I love everything about this character. Uh, his voice, his appearance, his wardrobe, like the shape of his body, everything about him is basically incredibly like non-threatening and kind of, kind of like he looks I mean, intentionally for this, basically for purposes of humor and, and establishing that he's not really competent. Like he looks like he should be like a CPA or a guidance counselor uh, or something, right? Yeah, like kind of a diminutive, uh, short, stout guy with a a big nose and large glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and a wear- trench coat. He, yeah, he wears a trench coat, which I guess is his like one villainous kind of accoutrement. Um, he wears also, he's got like a shirt and tie, which, and it's, it doesn't like, I mean, I think there's a lot of gangsters that they show in the Batman anime series who are like in a suit and tie, uh, but they tend to look a little bit more like stern and debonair and in imposing. And he looks like maybe he's going to substitute teach math. <laughs> you know? mm, yep. Yeah. His necktie does not, uh, does not uh, give you a connotation of authority or class or anything like that so much as oh, no. he is overdressed for a drug deal. <laughs> So, yeah yep yeah like he he's dressing for the job he wants which is you know thorn 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 mm-hmm. that's his name right yep. thorn's job you know but the job he has is like you're you're gonna go on the rooftop and be beat up by batman yeah. like okay i kind of wonder i mean there's so much about this character that i have like i want to know his backstory and like how did he end up aspiring to be a gangster right, right? like what did he did he lose some like white collar job that he had or is he always cuz he's he's pretty kind of like soft around the edges right he is a friendly uh he is not a good you know career criminal uh he's, no. he's not good at, at being uh, following orders he's not uh, a physically intimidating or strong uh character so how did he uh, but he's aspiring to be a gangster. So like, I, and you know, it, part of the beauty of the kind of uh, efficiency of animation is like his character poses these questions and you can kind of fill in the gaps, but it's like, how did, how did Sydney end up in this aspiring to be this line of work and not working in, working at HR, H&R block? So, well, I think that he was that high school guidance counselor mm-hmm. and he was administering the, like, the career aptitude test things that some schools make you do. Mm -hmm. And he was curious about whether he was on the right career path and kind of filled it in for himself. And it came back and said, no, you should be 
a gangster and he was like okay and he quit his job and that is what he's doing they really shouldn't have that as an option in the gotham uh, (laughs) i mean it's gotham though i mean you gotta know right uh, it seems like they're really just feeding into the cycle so (laughs) (laughs) this is gotham has so many problems it Um, really really does i like that i mean i think there could also be some element of kind of mishap where because he He's pretty klutzy, and I feel like some kind of mistaken identity or something somehow gets him cast out of uh, normal society, right? Mm. Uh, maybe he happens to, like, he's got an older brother he has to switch, who's actually a legitimate uh, criminal, and they have to switch places at some point, or they're stuck or something like that. Because he's just so pathetic oh. and bumbling. Uh, and I just, yeah, I, I, I think it's great. Um, maybe it's like a, a twins situation. Oh, yes. with, yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, I don't know how much we need to recap the episode scene by scene, but basically, Sid's going on, I guess it's like some kind of drug deal or something. It's not super detailed or specified, but some kind of criminal thing in the warehouses at night Mm -hmm. with more competent gangsters. And Sid has been assigned to be a lookout slash bait for Batman. Uh, And he's up on a rooftop and Batman shows up and there's kind of a goofy fight where... Sid is not trying to fight Batman, but basically keeps like, like, you know, like Batman bumbling into him, tripping and getting thrown into like a weather vane or something that flips him back around at Batman. And then he falls off the edge of a building and Batman's trying to save him. And a brick gets dropped onto a gas tank. And I had like a lot of questions about that gas tank. I like a a Mythbusters episode waiting to happen there about like, can a gas tank really blow up from a brick? But whatever cartoons and like Gotham warehouse district. What are you doing? Yeah. You know, like, geez. Yeah. Um, And Batman basically disappears in the explosion. uh, And Sid climbs down the, uh, the, from the top of the building with like a scrap of his cape. And therefore, basically, gets credit for the the murder of Batman, um, even though Sid seems uh, pretty uh, shaken up by it. He's 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 like, you know, I didn't mean to. Um, I know he's climbing down the ladder, yeah. just uh, already like disavowing intentionality here. <laughs> so, it, pretty fun setup because basically, we're not going to see Batman until like the very end of the episode. Again, spoilers, he's not actually dead. It's very hard to kill Batman. Uh, but the whole episode is about this is is from Sid's point of view, uh, which is just really fun because it's it's uh, how how much of an episode can we do with uh, as little Batman as possible? And I don't know if there's any episode that does it more than this. Um, maybe one or two, but not, this has to be. There's there's an episode where uh, Batman is missing and Superman has to fill in for Batman for most of an episode that we covered earlier on the podcast. Uh, yep. but that's probably about it so and even there you have batman it's just superman as batman um but for this episode batman is for all or for all intents and purposes dead um you know this is kind of a series i want to see you know like marvel has agents of shields and that mm-hmm. kind of thing where it's it's more the periphery of the the actual superheroes i kind of want to have the gotham like the gotham i don't know after dark or whatever where it's like these little two-bit criminals blundering around <laughs> and like what they're doing i, I kind of want to see that there is uh it's it's not quite that but maybe the closest thing you can get is there was a comic series it was somewhat short-lived but i i love it i have all of it called gotham central which is a police procedural set in gotham that like 
basically, you know, it has Rene Montoya and, and several other new characters they introduce who are like working the, you know, the crimes in it's, it's like homicide life on the street or law and order, except set in Gotham. So I think most of the crimes have some kind of supervillain angle on them. Uh, I don't know. I forget if all of them do, but like Batman is someone who shows up occasionally or like, you know, your cop point of view character will see Batman on the rooftop or something like that. But it's, it's, it's a Batman comic that doesn't have a lot of Batman in it. Uh, but it's, and this is like an actual DC thing. Yep. This was, it's, it, oh, okay. it ended a while, but if you can go and find Gotham central, uh, Greg Rucka wrote for part of it, I believe. Am I saying that wrong? People are going to write to me. Um, but it's, it's great. They're, they did for a while, a premise where like, there's a day shift and a night shift of the of the detective squad, and like one writer would write each uh, shift, and then I think they gave up on that premise, and uh, probably because it was expensive or something. Uh, but that's a that's a comic that was uh, I don't know I think it's probably ten years old at this point, but you can get collections of it. Interesting. I recommend okay. it. So if you lived closer to me, Elaine, I would lend it to you. But sorry, <sighs> time right, zones. Well, yeah, it's the worst. Yep. Um. So. Uh, where do we go next? I guess there's, there's the a bar. Party. Yeah. There's a party at, it looks like, uh, probably your underworld bar where there's, uh, only criminals are invited. Um, and they're basically having a giant, uh, kind of giving a toast to, uh, Sid the squid, uh, as he is now being, he's getting his full street name. I liked, uh, there is on his, he's, he's sitting at like a chair with a high back and they've got a cape and cowl draped on it. Which uh-huh. is the first of two capes and cowls that we see in this episode that are primarily, presumably not from Batman, but I guess are just available. Because Sid just has, like, the scrap of the cape, and they've got the full cowl draped over his uh, chair. I like thought a... it had a cowl. When did he... it? Did okay. it not? Well, I wasn't sure, because there's that, and then Joker later has a cape and cowl that he buries, or that he puts in the coffin. I w- So I was just wondering if you could just get... Like a caping, a Batman's caping Cows cowl. Cows are us. Yeah. I mean, yeah. presumably Batman is a very popular Halloween costume in Gotham, but still, like, can you get that in any hour of the day? There's a, the 24-7 cape store. Um, so, yeah. it's they're, These are very good questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like any good party at a seedy bar, it eventually turns into a barroom fight. Uh, there is a kind of character that is almost pirate-esque who attempts to basically uh, challenge Sydney. Because he figures if he can beat Sid the Squid, the toughest man in Gotham, he would become toughest man in Gotham. Uh, and, it, you know, this burly guy with, you know, he's got like a bandana and he he looks like maybe a biker or something. Probably uh-huh. probably not going to have any trouble beating up Sid the Squid. But thankfully, a giant fight breaks out and somebody hits him with a chair and there's just chaos. Um, and it's, it's I, I I love the bartender here. Yes. too. Like <laughs> we've got this chaotic scene and this bartender's doing like that surly bartender thing kind of eating popping peanuts from from the bar and this guy comes sliding underneath and the bartender just like like a cat like <laughs> pokes the bowl to hit to hit the guy and like there are sounds that indicate like the bowl broke on this guy's head and it was it's awesome i loved it it's so it's such great classic kind of animation comedy where we we fill in what's happening uh the bored bartender at the incredibly seedy underworld bar who is just bored bored to death by a, a, a giant brawl in front of him because he sees it every night um it's it's just so great and again it's like this little thing where you know that they didn't need to have that that character didn't need to do anything but it's like nope we're gonna just flesh gotham out a little bit more with these ridiculous people that live here and you know <laughs> are crime adjacent their whole lives yep 
And you also don't have to pay the animation team to animate like several people in a fight. Yes. So that so, that also helps. Yeah, I mean, and good economics of visual storytelling is i mean the batman anime series is great at it and it's like instead of showing something we'll show it in silhouette or we'll show somebody watching it and it still works it still reads as that um and it's still visually exciting but it's cheaper (laughs) yeah so uh so they basically so the whole group ends up in jail uh and we get some cameo appearances from uh harvey bullock and renee montoya who basically the two cops that we know uh and you know, they're yelling at them, and then uh, Harvey Bullock delivers the news to Renee that Batman has been killed, and she takes it pretty badly. And they kind of uh, are questioning the people in the cells, and it's unclear what's going to happen. And then Harley Quinn shows up. Uh, okay. But, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I, I have I have some words for mm-hmm. these seasoned detectives. Yes, Harley Quinn as uh, Harleen Quinzel, uh, lawyer. <laughs> so yes like do they not know her name she's one of like gotham's notorious criminal sidekicks and she gives her actual for realsies like given name and they're like oh but you're a lawyer not somebody in a clown costume you must be legit and they just like there are a lot of harleen quinzels in in gotham i guess and they're just like yep (laughs) It's fine. This is this is good. You know, if you're in the Quinzel family and you if you know if you're a Quinzel and you're having a child and you have the option to name them Harley, wouldn't you? Um I, I would suggest you shouldn't because of the <laughs> because <laughs> you're saying like that setting that child up a certain for a life notoriety of now. But you yeah. know, assuming you were not familiar with with the ponderance that, that uh that name would have to carry throughout a child's life. Um yeah, don't People don't give your your children joke names that set them up to be criminals. So it's true. Don't it's a, do it. It's a bad idea. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, name also. You know, rather distinctive voice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, joke. Yeah, I mean, Harvey Bullock is uh, not the world's greatest detective. Um, this is true. He may be the greatest detective available on the Gotham City Police Department, <laughs> but he's uh, he's half awake. And he does do he does do the thing to his credit, you know. Don't I know you? And you know, she makes fun of him. So yeah, um, I mean, I would too. Honestly, I do not like. I mean, and we're not supposed to not like supposed him, to. right? But um, I don't. So it's like, you know, you you take your digs. It's fine. Yeah, especially I believe it, I I forget if it's the first Harley Quinn appearance in the Batman animated series, but there is an early Harley Quinn uh, appearance where she appears as a police officer um, and is like, wa- I believe she's like walking a cake in that Joker is inside or something like that. Oh, to yeah. And so she's not wearing the makeup and not wearing the clown suit. And like Harvey Bullock is like leering at her and it's like, yeah, dude, it's the, it's, the, you know, now she's a lawyer, but before she was, so you have literally seen Harley Quinn, not in the clown makeup, but you're not a great detective. So um, yeah. Totally not a great detective. Totally not a great detective. Uh, but she basically whisks uh, Sid the Squid out of jail, uh, which I guess you can just do like the same night in Gotham. Part of probably part of their problem with justice is that you can get somebody out in a couple hours. Um, and also, I I you think that they would do some kind of identity ver- verification on whether Harley Qu- Quinn is a lawyer. Um, mm-hmm. hmm. 
But again, Gotham, it's uh, you know, it's doesn't always run. Doesn't it's not the best run bureaucracy. It's not. Um, no, it, it really answers a lot of questions. Though when you really dig into these episodes where Batman isn't swooping around, yeah, and you see how things really are, it's like. Why are Batman, why are you not a government official affecting change instead of being this vigilante? Like, I feel like maybe that would be more effective. Get some policies mm-hmm. and procedures in place. I don't know. And then Batman is like, look at this. Look at all this. This is falling apart. Right. You right. know, Batman would say, like, look, I tried to do things via my close personal friend, Harvey Dent. He was he was the DA. And, like, you saw how that ended up. So That's true. That's yeah. true. Um, yeah. So uh, we then, surprise, surprise, uh, this isn't just going to be an episode with uh, Rupert Thorne, who I find kind of a boring villain because he's just, you know, he's just a gangster. Um, There's not. He's just a rich old white guy. Yeah, there's not really. And they don't, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't know how you make gangsters interesting in a world where there are people that turn into flying bats and clowns and people with ice guns, but they don't try too much. So it I, it's hard for me to care about Rupert Thorne. So we find out that uh, the Joker is also going to be in this episode because Harley Quinn has basically, I guess, abducted Sid the Squid from jail and taken him to uh, Joker's headquarters um, to uh, to basically talk to him and find out what's going on. Um, and I guess their plan, which kind of makes sense, especially if you're the Joker, is we got we got to test if the Batman is actually dead. And to test, we're going to stage a, a robbery, and then when the Batman shows up, we'll know that you're you're full of lies, said the Squid. And so they uh, they take they take him along on a jewel heist. Uh, we do also, I mean, it requisite showing you that the Joker is still a horrible, awful person. He uh, basically feeds one of his uh, his henchmen to the hyenas. I, I don't know, feeds. He has one of his henchmen. They uh, nibble. Yeah, nibbled on by hyenas. It seems more brutal. Uh, in the moment, then later when we see him and he's just got some bandages, it you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to be eaten by hyenas. That's, um, yeah. So, it's not a good way to go. No. I mean, I've heard. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought, I think this episode really kind of turns on, a, like, pivots here with the appearance of the Joker and things get kind of cranked up a bit. Uh, and I think Mark Hamill's performance as the Joker in this episode is particularly great and he's just kind of over the top and, uh, you know, he kind of emoting all kinds of different things and being very dramatic and, and fun. And this is the Joker kind of at his best slash worst. Um, yeah. It still blows my mind that Luke Skywalker is actually the Joker. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know where that went. But no, I didn't know for a long time growing, you know, like growing up, you know, even into my thirties that Mark Hamill was the voice of the Joker. And when I found out, like, I definitely did my- not know when I was a kid watching this, oh, I found out later God. and I was like, how does, I mean, I guess there's a reason they call it voice acting, but like how? Yeah. Yeah. It's me. And watching him, like if you ever watch him yes. in the booth, like, oh my gosh. Anyway, I digress. But I, I think Luke needs to evaluate his life choices <laughs> because I'm, I don't really agree with where he's gone. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, and this is this kind of the setup here that, you know, oh, it, it makes sense. Of anybody in Gotham, the person who would be the most invested in whether Batman is is or is not dead is the Joker. And, right. And his ways of evaluating the ver- veracity of that are kind of, you know, both make sense, but of course also crazy because he's the, he's the Joker. Uh, and... Like, that's such a perfect twist for this episode is that, yeah. you know, you're going to go to jail and it's like, nope, the Joker is going to bust you out of jail and we're going to get are down there, to this. Are there any other characters 
like the Joker exists to mess with Batman. Mm -hmm. Are there any other characters who exist to mess with Batman? Like the rest of them, I feel like, like does Harvey Dent fall on that? He no, he mostly no. just wants to do his crime. Yeah, right? or or whatever weird sense of justice he has that week. Right. right. Um, I would say that the closest thing up there, and it's pr pr it's a very different flavor of that, might be Ra's al Ghul. Right where he, because he uh, won't, like, because or at least I mean they're playing like a different game. He thinks that uh, Bruce should like marry his daughter and that they'll you know or or wants him to be part of the League of Assassins and then turns on him and you know they and they have this kind of high level like going back and forth about not the fate of Gotham and the crime of the week but like the fate of the world. Um, right, but that seems to be like the uh, kind of the other villain that has a relationship with Batman the way. Yeah. Uh, the way that Joker does, because most of the other villains don't care, right? They just, they're trying to do their thing and Batman's in the way. Uh, whereas the Joker, like the Joker needs Batman as, as this episode really hits us over the head. Like the Joker without right. Batman is, uh, is out of control and is not going to be good for anybody. <laughs> um, Which is really weird, right? Like yeah. to think, and it makes sense, I guess, in its own like weird twisted way, but the, Batman really anchors the Joker because at least the Joker's purpose is to torment Batman as opposed to just like widespread general chaos, aimless chaos. I don't know. It's weird. It's mm -hmm. a weird thing to think about. Yeah. So they do their heist and then they, Batman doesn't show the Joker freaks out. He is violent with Harley, which isn't great. Um, and then they basically depart because they have, uh, determined that Batman is apparently dead. Uh, and they go specifically to Ace Chemical Plant, uh, which I don't, I don't believe it's established in the Batman anime series, but in other Batman media, that is basically the Joker's place of origin, is that the Joker is involved in a heist in Ace Chemical Plant and falls into a vat and becomes the Joker. Um, so it is significant that they go to Ace Chemical Plants for this basically funeral for batman um and again there's another cape and cowl uh which you know they bought from the 24 7 cape store and also mm -hmm. the joker's just got a coffin ready to go and of course yeah and you know the joker's the joker he's gotta have one last dig he puts a kick me sign on the cowl uh before they get ready to close the uh the coffin and uh you know joker delivers this kind of weird speech um talking about his dream of killing batman and and it's very strange and then he it basically kind of segues into from kind of a eulogy into condemning sydney and we see how the joker really feels uh which you know i think works as far as the joker goes because the joker would be totally outraged that uh not just that batman is dead but not not dead at his hands mm -hmm. and that uh that you know that not just that he didn't kill him, but this this incompetent idiot uh, killed him, uh, and so he he's basically decides to have Sydney put in the coffin that's then going to be sent into the uh, the vat of hideous chemicals. Um, what did you have any thoughts on this scene? I thought Joker's little kind of turn in his speech was uh, I don't know pr pretty amusing slash affecting and uh, was kind of the key key uh, scene in this whole episode. Yeah, and also, like, Harley offers him sympathy, and he actually mm -hmm. took it, as opposed to being really dismissive, which I found mm -hmm. interesting, because that's not something that we see often from the Joker. 
Um, but, but Sid's willingness to just kind of like get in the coffin. He's just like, all right, well, I guess this is happening. And like he gets in. Oh, oh Sid. <laughs> like he's not nothing. He's just like, all right. He gets in and, and they like into acid. And then he's like, I'm amazing. I survived acid. And it's like, no, dude, like <laughs> you are not smart Mm -hmm. which is the theme of this episode really Mm -hmm. this i I, you know i i i love the part where the the joker has his whole kind of eulogy speech and then uh harley plays is it amazing grace on the kazoo um yes that's so great (laughs) um and then the joker has that great kind of ending line of like well that was fun who wants to go get chinese it's yeah it's it's so that perfectly the Joker. And I feel like, you know, this is not an episode that's all about the Joker. He's only in it for this kind of like second act middle part here. Uh, but it's so great. Um, and it, it, it's kind of the Joker at his most uh, Jokery, um, which, you know, I'm not always the biggest fan of the Joker and some versions of the Joker. I s- super don't like, uh, but this is a version of the Joker that I, I, I really, I, I greatly enjoy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, I don't know. We'll call him quirky. Look, this Joker's quirky and not, I mean, he's also terrifying, but not like just terrifying, you know? I like in, in his speech, he even, he calls, uh, he calls Sid a gunsel, which is like a very film noir uh, term for somebody, which I thought was amusing too, um, which is kind of the Batman uh, style there. Was I was just like, I'm surprised that a character would say that in a show for kids, but yeah. Um, so uh, Sid... Surprise is not actually eaten up by acid because how would he be telling Rupert Thorne the story um, if, if he does? But he wakes up on the banks of a river under mysterious circumstances. Uh, it will later be made clear uh-huh, that that Batman saved him. I had thought I rem- there must be another scene where Batman is in a vat of acid because I remember a scene where Batman is in a vat of acid. And I had thought that Batman appeared at this moment and saved Sid. But uh, though it is clear later that Batman saves it, we do not actually see that. See that, uh, yeah. yeah. I think there's an. I, you know what? It may even be there. May be another episode where like Joker puts Batman in like like a crate or a coffin and drops him in a in a pit of acid and he somehow gets out. That I'm imagining, but I think I had transposed that scene into this one uh, because we still we don't get to see Batman yet. So yeah, I guess at that point we basically uh, go back to the present, right? Um, where he's talking to he's his story ends that he's telling Rupert Thorne. Um, mm-hmm. And at this point, Rupert Thorne like flips, flips out. Um, and at first, like the, the nature of Rupert Thorne flipping out kind of uh, like, I thought, I thought he was flipping out about one thing that like, you know, I can't believe you. You're such an idiot. Um, but it turns out, no, Rupert Thorne is, is, is flipping out because uh, he does not believe his story because he believes that Sid the Squid is attempting to hone in on his, mafia criminal organization and take over his drug game right because um, he exudes because yeah it's criminal it, super mastermind or whatever you know i guess it just goes you know first impressions go a long way aline is you, you know if the first thing you do is allegedly kill batman like people are will apparently the gotham underworld is willing to overlook everything else about you that you say yeah. or do or manifest in your physical appearance or dress I, code you know i mean really it's it's admirable right you don't <laughs> judge a book by its cover there 
even thinking back to like when Sid like comes into Rupert Thorne's study and he's wearing the he's wearing his trench coat and he's sopping wet, like dripping, and, and yeah. he like brushes like a puddle of water off of Rupert Thorne's like leather chair and apologizes, like you know, I I don't know, it it makes you know, it's organized crime. It's not as organized as you think it is. Apparently, no, in Gotham, at I guess. Least. Uh-huh. Well, as we're learning about Gotham, yeah, <laughs> the the best and the brightest are. Uh, are not in the organized crime, I guess. So no, no. no. Uh, so it looks like Sid the Squid is about to be killed for I don't know how many times this episode. But Rupert Thorne is going to personally shoot him in the head uh, when there's a scuffle out in the hallway. And Batman, who we have we have not seen in like 18 minutes, <laughs> reappears, uh, does a really cool ninja star into Rupert Thorne's gun uh, move, and then kind of wails on Rupert Thorne repeatedly. Uh, for all of you know his his current things that he is upset at Rupert Thorne for, uh, mm-hmm. and then has a little conversation with Sid. So it it which is a very sweet, weird conversation where Batman's like, "Look, I can help you achieve your dreams," and Sid the Squid is like, "Really?" And Batman's like, "Yeah, we'll go. We'll put you in jail, and people are gonna have opinions about you." And all of this. And so they do. And Sid is very happy. And it's just like. <laughs> that, you know, I've seen this episode before. And I guess I did not remember the last scene. Because I thought he was just going to walk away. Like that seemed like the, kind of <laughs> the way you would play the episode for comedy. Is that Sid would walk away. And he would like. And that and like as he's riding the bus out of Gotham. He'd be telling this story to somebody. And he'd be like. And that's how I went back to school and got my accounting degree. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but no. He goes to jail where he is welcomed as like like a hero but for being the guy who almost killed <laughs> Batman mm-hmm. made a fool of the Joker and i guess also made a fool of Rupert Thorne or took down Rupert Thorne or got Rupert Thorne punched in the face it's it's not exactly clear but not- and and he is pretty happy about that situation even though he's in jail um yeah i didn't yeah, I don't know if that's exactly the ending I would have written, but it, you know, it seems somewhat consistent with the episode. That that's true. It, it's just kind of like I don't know. I don't know. We we really really I think what this episode has taught us, it's taught us a couple things. One, Gotham PD needs some policies and procedures mm-hmm. and some training. Mm-hmm. Um, two, warehouse district has probably not up to code propane tanks Mm-mm. or anything really based on the way that building was crumbling as they were uh well as batman was fighting and sid was evading poorly Mm -hmm. and three their high school guidance counselors really need to be replaced Mm -hmm. like sid the squid all he aspired to was being a criminal mastermind but at the end of the episode i'm like did he really aspire to be a criminal mastermind because criminal masterminds don't end up in jail, and he's pretty dang happy about it. So, I, you know, maybe I think Sid just wanted to be respected, right? Um, you know, or maybe even feared. And he's just he's just happy that other people are happy, Aline. Yeah, <laughs> so. right. And honestly, I, that's that seems to be the thing. But like, I'm also I'm a little unclear. What crime did he actually commit that he's going to jail for? Um, well, there was like the accidental destruction of. I don't know, half a building. Okay. Um, there. Did he actually fight in the bar fight? 
He, uh, I, w- I feel like you could get him off, for, get him off those charges. I mean, he was present yeah, when there was a bar he fight. Was present, and I mean, they could do like attempted murder of Batman because, uh, but I don't know. He wasn't really, yeah. he wasn't really trying. But people thought he was, and I mean, you know, perception is. Well, I think I, you know, I, I mean it. It's possible that Sid the Squid's uh, defense attorney is as inept as he is. That seems like that would be uh, the ultimate. That seems uh, like a distinct possibility, actually. (laughs) But it it is a little, I mean, it's unclear to me what crimes he committed that there is any evidence for. So That's true. um, Because aspiring to be a gangster is uh, pretty minimal. I mean, they were doing something drug related in the first scene. So we. That's true, too. That's something. But it seems like there's like, you know. Um, like a building blew up. So, uh, and you know, is that entirely his fault? Uh, I don't know. It seems like probably if he had had a good attorney, he should have been able to get off on some kind of, uh, some kind of extended community service uh, situation, but maybe he wanted to go to jail. Well, and so here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that there's a scene that we don't actually get to see because you, we know that Batman is, in fact, very good at analyzing people. That's mm-hmm. how he's so good at what he does. So I think that there's a scene, um, kind of in you know, Batman sits in Batman sits in a leather chair, and Sid sits in another, probably the one he's already kind of gotten wet. And they have this heart to heart, and Batman's like, "Look, what you really want is you really want people, as you said, Tony, to look up to you." And one way you can do that is if you if you go to jail, people are really going to think that you're hot stuff and they're they're really going to look up to you. And what what if we get these charges and you don't contest them and you go with it and and you get to go to jail and people people will revere you there. And Sid was like, that sounds like a really good idea. And that's what happens. (laughs) I you know, I think that works for the purposes of comedy and the tone the episode set really bad in terms of like. (laughs) You know, like, wouldn't it be best if, like, I, I really felt like if, uh, you know, the, the way the episode would be, like, you know, Batman says, like, I hope you've learned a valuable lesson. And Sid, like, is like, oh, yeah, I did. And he's like, I better never see you again. And Sid's like, you won't. I'm going to Metropolis. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But it's a, I guess it depends how you feel about sending people to prison for comedy's sake. Um, That's true. Yeah. That's a good point. So That is a good point. This is a great episode. Uh, I would probably, if I was redoing my list, you know, I did my list for for Jason where I wanted to include some Jason episodes. Jason like it's a top ten list that has like three two parters on it, so that really eats up a lot of space because this is a this is a really great standalone episode that's not about uh, you know so many of the Batman episodes that even the ones I enjoy are origin stories for his various rogues gallery. That's not what this is about, and. It's really great where it's like, we are going to do this episode that is not about Batman. You are not going to see that Batman that much. And you're going to learn a lot about the little bits of Gotham. And we've got this kind of funny story about a misfit uh, aspiring gangster. Uh, I don't know. I feel like this episode just is kind of firing on all cylinders. And I can have my little quibbles about various things here and there. But this is pretty close to a perfect episode as far as I'm concerned. I I do. I think it's a great episode, too. I don't know that it goes on a top ten list, though, because... Well, I don't know, maybe. Part of the purpose, I think, of a top ten list might be to entice people to watch more. And so, like, you kind of want to get them invested in characters. So having Batman without Batman is not not the best way to do that, I guess. Although, the other way to see it is, if people really are ready for a break from Batman, you're like, look, Batman actually isn't all about Batman. So, it depends upon your audience, I guess. I also, I I like, this is kind of, to me, the perfect amount of Joker, because 
sometimes uh, there's a little too much Joker in some of the Joker episodes, and it kind of, like, it it weighs on me. (laughs) Um, So, like, a little bit of Joker, like, leaves you wanting more, and it's it's still funny. Whereas when it's, like, 20 minutes of Joker, it's like, okay, geez, when are you going to (laughs) leave? Right. So, yeah. I totally, yes, totally get what you're saying. Well, uh, I think that about covers it for everything we need to say about The Man Who Killed Batman. Uh, I'm really glad that we got to talk about this one. We're only doing a few episodes of the animated series in the season of Batman University, and this was a great one to uh, to uh, to talk about. So uh, thanks for letting me pick it. <laughs> um, You're welcome. You know, is, is there an episode that you want to pick for next time that you know? I don't know. The problem is most of my favorites, uh, the animated series shows have already been discussed it's true um, we've gone through a lot of them t- yeah and and they typically revolve around like harley and poison ivy mm-hmm. and batgirl and like clayface and so those have those have mostly been talked about um and i haven't actually seen any of the other shows that you're discussing yep. so i'm gonna have to do some homework for for next summer and sit down and get some uh batman extended universe superman type stuff going on well aline i'd like to thank you for uh returning once again to uh batman university and joining me to talk about this episode that basically i picked (laughs) i'm glad you picked it it's a good one and it wouldn't have occurred to me so i'm glad we got to talk about it yeah this was lots of fun uh where should people who want to hear or uh listen to you more go Okay, well, um, you can always find me on other Incomparable Network shows, and you can go to the Incomparable and find my page uh, to to see what I've been doing there. I have uh, Originality on Relay FM, and that's where we talk about uh, creation and creativity and really trying to get into, like, kind of answer the question, where do ideas come from? You can find that at relay.fm slash originality. Um, and then I have a business where I help Mac and iOS developers uh, really with the non-code parts of launching an app, and that's at applaunchmap.com. Thank you so much, Elaine. Thank you, Tony. Goodbye, Goodbye, nerds. nerds. Next week... Glenn Fleischman joins me to talk about another classic Batman animated series episode, Beware the Grey Ghost.